Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Cheney. As always, I am Cheney and uh, (laughs) it has been hard for me to get to this microphone. I have uh, my beverages here and my vape and my crazy ideas and hopefully some humor and some loose facts what are facts nowadays and uh i will try to bring you something so here i am (laughs) i want to just stop this and record it again but i've done that so many times i'm kind of at this place of fuck it i have also recorded other episodes but i knew just for my intentions of the whole show that I was going to be number 24 alone again. So getting this episode out meant everything. It was becoming like a dam in the river of my flow. So here's this episode. No promises. Um, But I'm going to try to be honest as I can be and go through some of the stuff I was going through and maybe it'll help you go through some of the stuff you're going through. So, um, yeah, I have pages of shit to talk about, but every time I try to start one of those subjects, it is, it just falls flat and I feel like I'm acting. And once I feel like I'm acting or giving some kind of like facade, um, and, or if I don't believe myself in any way, I just have to stop talking. And so, uh, I kind of had this huge, imposter syndrome thing happened to me, which usually I have been finding for the last year seems to be like the last wall on the other side of my shadow work. Like it's like I, the shadow comes on and I didn't even know it was coming on. And then I see that it's there and I think I'm going to get through it. And then by the end of it, the very last thing is always this imposter syndrome that I'm not good enough. And my words are dumb and my knowledge is stupid and keeping hope or faith or, uh, um, you know, giving any kind of power that something good is going to happen is ridiculous. And why even say it aloud? Why even say anything? So kind of that if you don't have anything nice to say, maybe don't say anything at all rule. And I felt like somewhere I had all this really nice stuff to say, and then I didn't even believe in it anymore. And uh, yeah, I was just a little down. I still, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I still am a little down, but maybe talking to you guys will somehow, um, you know, get everything flowing again, how it should. (laughs) How are you guys? Um, I know I, in a weird way, it was becoming like, um, you need to call your mother. You need to call your mother. You need to call your mother. 
you should call your mother. Just pick up the phone and call your mother. That's what it was becoming like. And I don't want you guys to feel like somehow burdensome, but it was somehow avoiding like this conversation with myself and maybe just saying these words aloud. Like I had imposter syndrome. I felt like a loser. (laughs) And maybe you guys feel like that too. And um, I was thinking just without this mic in my face, how many uh, dinner parties or friend gatherings or barbecues or family events that I have sat in at with that same feeling of imposter syndrome, that same like the only one at the table and knowing the facts I know and knowing the peer reviewed studies I know and knowing um, the stories that I know from people all over the ro- world, knowing the real, real and having somebody uh with, you know, two slices of their clickbait CNN uh, headline, you know, and a chuckle amongst the other group there, how you just feel ostracized and that your opinion is kind of shit. And um, I think friends do this to us and don't even mean to sometimes uh, with stuff we're talking about. And um, I do think it's a superpower of mine that I hear different than other people. And not just like a clear audience way that I'm like, I hear dead people, (laughs) Um, which that's for another day, (laughs) but in a way that I actually hear um, auras in people's voices, I can hear um, them get excited about something or when they're passionate about something or uh, when they're placating me and pretending they care. Um, or when that look of glaze goes over somebody, um, that when you're talking about something and you can totally tell they're not interested, um, I'm pretty perceptive with that stuff too. And so, uh, yeah, I think sometimes, um, when we're amongst friends, we don't realize how, uh, much they look up whatever they look up or how passionate they are about whatever they're passionate about or, um, you know, just what's right beneath the layer of the facade or masks we all put up to not feel like imposters. I don't know if any of that made sense. So I'm here and I'm still talking and I don't even know if it makes sense, but I'm not going to delete it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just want for whatever it's worth, if you're in this, uh, truth or community and you might not have all the answers and you know you might not be right all of the time and you may have picked the wrong date or uh backed the wrong uh quote-unquote hero but you know you can always turn your ship around and uh you're information that you have to share is very valuable and you're more educated than most of the people on the planet. If you've looked into anything with this vaccine or anything with this agenda or anything, um, gosh, just with anything that we've dealt with for the last, is it almost two years? Are we really closing in on that mark? (laughs) I don't know. They're taking away time for me. It's all becoming one blur. So anyway, yeah, own your truth, own the facts that you know. Who cares anymore this way? Like if really our other option on the other side of this is internment camp, let them think you're weird. Uh, 
Let's make weird beautiful again. Make weird beautiful again. Let me see what I have to talk about on this paper. This one's all curled up. <clears throat> oh, you guys want to talk about the Nicki Minaj of it all? Uh, so um, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, Nicki Minaj tweeted out that like her cousin's uncle, stepbrother's sister, I don't know who, she tweeted, tweet, tweeted out that somebody taking the vaccine uh their balls were swollen, like they got swollen testicles. And uh, with that, she took a lot of heat from probably the bots online. It caused her to react in another way online. She got taken down offline. So all of a sudden she is of the same vein as, you know, QA non-kids or Trump supporters, or I don't know how often flat earthers or Tartarian people get taken off air, but I'm sure they do too. Um, so, so, you know, she's silenced all of a sudden. Um, and I don't think the world is prepared for how big these pop divas armies are. <laughs> so Nikki sent her fans to like the CDC, which some people were like, those weren't Nikki's real fans. And then she sent some of her fans to CNN because they tried to go in at her. Uh, she got threatening emails and she posted all of those up. And uh, so Nikki probably very unintentionally or maybe very Bernie Mittens, Tiger King, intentional of it all, has become this very funny um, hood ornament <laughs> and a truther movement for anti-vaccines. And uh, I think mostly it's tongue in cheek, but I also... And I know all the people that are on the true side where all of a sudden they're acting like they've been pro Nikki always, which they haven't, you know, she's probably, uh, she's, she has all the symbolism out there. You know, we've seen her with the red eye. We've seen her in the kitten programming. We've seen her around the certain, uh, celebrities, um, who we would call, you know, Illuminati or what have you. Um, she's probably no different than really Rose McGowan or she's like an undercover cover operative, the same secret society of good guys just here to walk us all into uh, the reality of the psyop we've been living through. Uh, but all of it being said, the unintentional red pill of it to me that makes me just kind of love life a little bit is I still see the kind of beautiful woman that Nikki is. And, you know, she's kind of like this, beautiful black American, uh, you know, mixed race, uh, her body's banging, her style's different. And I just picture like the typical conservative white male sitting in his overalls in the middle of like Iowa that he's had his family's cornfield for like three generations who um, probably still says the N-word you know, type person that we are, I'm the picture I'm painting for you in your head. I feel like that dude has love in his heart now for somebody like Nicki Minaj and, um, the, the fantasy that he would drive down his dusty road and the dirt would be flicking under the tires and leaving like a smoke trail behind as the cornfields wave in the wind. And he'd have like, Starships are meant to fly, hands up in touch. I, like that idea to me is like, like America's changing. <laughs> like maybe that idea alone is what got me through this week is um, just that we're all waking up everywhere to the reality of this kooky cockiness. And all of a sudden, Nicki Minaj 
is somehow um, the new Britney Spears. Who knows? So there's the starships of it all. Um, also, it's pretty funny that Chris Rock came out and uh, he was is telling everyone to go get their vaccine. Chris Rock has COVID. He's already vaccinated and he has the audacity to tell people to go get their vaccine. So it was something that I was thinking about with Chris Rock is um, there's a term called buck broken and in slavery times they would take the most masculine of all the slaves and they would rape him um, in front of all the other slaves. So uh, the illusion of alpha male, they would take the alpha and they would rape him in front of the rest of the slaves so that none of the other slaves, men mostly or women, would try to become somehow uh, a, a general, an alpha of those slaves. So it was called buck breaking. So in the shaming rituals, and some of you know all this, but in the shaming rituals of Hollywood and of showing, you know, the boule, uh, maybe um, that you are part of the uh, Illuminati is that they put you in a dress. And Cat Williams says this thing like, yeah, it's easy to say. Sure, it's funny. Like it's, it's low humor, a low bar that we could all say that seeing a man in a dress is funny. So maybe seeing a black man in a dress is the funniest, but it really isn't about that. It's a shaming ritual to take away strength of the black man in the community and um, to really have full control. And uh, this is going to be a really kind of hot, I think a hot, probably a sensitive word for me to say, but I think it's something that I would say about Chris Rock, but it is a term that I maybe would put on um, the mask wearers and the people that have placated this whole thing. They see us in the field and they have their clean houses and they're like cleaning masses shoes. The people with masks and the Chris Rocks of the world, they're house Negroes. Like they think they're better than the field Negroes but we're all slaves and uh, it's infuriating that um, we're under this illusion that we freed the slaves, um, but they really just changed the terms of what slavery were, was. And uh, I think that's maybe the most dangerous part of sympathy and looking down at a race or a minority or a people like you're better than them or that they have a hardship that you would never experience is because it gives you this sense of superiority. And I think maybe the superiority of being a slave inside the house, cleaning the shoes, looking out at all the sweaty, dirty slaves in the field, that might be the worst superiority to have. And so when I see Chris Rock uh, seemingly be a bastion of truth for his people, and I see somebody like Nicki Minaj dragged, it just seems very typical to me. And uh, yeah, I would just say if there is an idea of a Harriet Tubman or a Rosa Parks, which we could get into the fallacies of both those things um, on another day as well. But if there is the idea of those two people, 
I would say uh, hang on to your Nicki Minaj a little more and uh, be very weary of your Chris Rocks. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, what else is on here? Um, yeah, uh, uh, the imposter syndrome dinner party conversation again. I was just thinking of a really easy phrase to say back to them. If you are in a debate this week, if you're at the school board meeting around the water cooler with that same person that you're always doing this run around with over and over and over again, uh, the same like mask and vax and oh, whatever cycle of nonsense. When you uh, are there in that situation, just stop the convo and say, can you just tell me one thing you've been right about in the last year and a half? Just one thing. Just from 14 days to flatten the curve, can you just pick out any one thing from Fauci to Biden to Trump to mass to vax to shutdowns to Tom Hanks to MTV Music Awards to schools to uh, Walmart to arrows on the floor to just pick any one thing that you were right about out of the infinite amount of things that have happened in the last year, pick one and let's roll. And I think the conversation ends there um, because they have not been right yet. And it's not about right or wrong, but it is about you somewhere realizing that stop feeling the need to debate these people for the reins of this cart called wherever it is that you live. Like stop thinking that their opinion is the same as yours. You're the educated one. You're the smart one. You're the one that has the sleepless nights because you're looking at places past the pacifier of mainstream media. And um, yeah, the, the pacifier is an interesting word because a lot of these fucking idiots all were the same assholes that had pacifiers stuck in their mouth at raves. I always looked around at those idiots like, who's a grown-up that walks around with a pacifier on? Like when I was that young kid. Um, and I see it all through every decade. There's like a new kid with pacifiers, like a new adult, I should say, wearing pacifiers as jewelry. And now I know um, who are the pacified ones in society. Maybe it was all part of their symbology all along. Okay. And um, out of all the things you guys write me about, uh, please feel free to send me pictures of yourself and your best Jankos with your pacifiers around your neck. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. Okay. Um, uh, 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 what else am I reading? Uh I am grateful. I don't know what that means. Okay. Here's something that I thought was definitely interesting. And I would love to hear from all of uh, any, really any of uh, the Abra Abrahamic religion people out there. If you are going to a church or temple uh, or synagogue or um, gathering and you have ahead of your flock that you follow, a priest, preacher, uh, father, rabbi, etc. 
Are they talking to you about the mark of the beast? And if you do go to that church, those things and believe in those things, and your church is not talking to you about the mark of the beast, uh, are you wasting your fucking time? And if you go to a church or a building that thinks that people like they back the freedom of that and they're still not teaching the mark of the beast, I, you know, I would say a lot of like atheists or agnostic or people that are, don't believe in those religions necessarily or any, you know, one quarter of those religions, we're all living through this time that we're like, holy shit, is this the mark of the beast? <laughs> so I just wonder if you are going to one of those buildings and your um, leader isn't teaching you or your teacher isn't teaching you about that. Uh, okay. I, okay. I just want to know, like, is, should they be? Or should you be asking about it since, um, you know, they're trying to put the mark of the beast in us? And I don't even know if I believe in the mark of the beast, but it sure looks a lot like the beast to me. Uh, it smells like the beast. <laughs> so uh, just a question. And if I'm going to go in at churches, uh, the Catholic Church specific does this thing where they put these crosses in the yard. Okay. Sometimes I want to give people things like here's ways that you could do something that wouldn't be necessarily graffiti or you wouldn't be destroying public property. Um, one of the things that I would like to do is go to the Catholic church when they have all their little white flags or crosses out there. And they're like, these represent all of the kids that have died from abortion. I would like to change the sign and say, these represent all the kids we've silenced that our priests have fucked. No? Yes? Do you think this is a good idea? Bad idea? Uh, mm. Anyway, um, so that's my kick in the church <laughs> for the week. Uh, my word things I've been going over because, you know, the Matrix movie's coming back out. And Matrix means uterus. And so I was like, should we be saying break the matrix? Should we be repeating this phrase over and over again to each other? If words are spells, should we be saying break the uterus? Because doesn't that seem like what they're trying to do is break the uterus? I mean, they are trying to take divinity away from females every way they can. They're trying to put um, the illusion of men carrying babies all all in our face. And uh, if this vaccine is what we all think it is, it's going to make us fertile as fuck. Or infertile as fuck, I should say. Um, yeah, I just think it's pretty uh, crazy and we should be careful. Especially with that movie. It's uh, pretty indicative of all the movies of like, if they were to wrap up 20 movies to get the assholes to watch, to totally buy the fucking uh, narrative we're about to sell them, the matrix would totally be in that. And we do this really weird thing with those kind of movies where we are, where we assume we're woke because we get the concept of the movie. Uh, and we don't realize how we feed uh, the beast and not really 
getting it <laughs> past the movie or something. I don't know. So from one church to another, from Catholicism to Hollywood. Um, okay, Gabby Petito. Let's talk about Gabby Petito. Let me adjust. Let me uh, perch up in my chair to talk about Gabby, the chatty Petito, which um, kind of means little man, I think, in Spanish maybe or something like that. Chatty little man. And um, I've seen Human Vibration do her digs of Brian uh, Laundry, and it looks like brain laundry, brainwash kind of thing. And how we all kind of think in the conspiracy world that this is a red herring. Like this is something where we can't quite figure out the angle of what they're trying to lead us through with this, but it just feels like Jean Benet, Natalie Holloway, like the same narrative of blonde haired, blue eyed girl goes missing. And I've done a whole bunch of digs on both their pages and they just seem to me like if one of my friends were to date either of these people and we were doing that like girl style internet dig on whether or not we like them for you, I would be like, for either of them, you're getting catfished. Like this isn't a real person. And it's weird to me the way their internet, uh, especially on Instagram only, uh, life kind of starts. And red flags for me when I'm doing these kind of digs is, is looking up Gabby. She put up a picture of like her 22nd birthday and uh, only one person wished her a happy birthday. I thought that was just like, woo. Also, um, she took a picture in front of that Zoltair machine. Not that anyone couldn't do that. It's like literally a Pokemon hunt stop or something in New Jersey. Uh, but that machine from big with those celebrities with me, and she didn't just put up one picture of that. She put up a picture of like a little girl in a like weird sweater in front of it too. That was definitely a cut and paste like meme made specifically, uh, just creepy, just creepy stuff. Um, He's still missing right now as I talk about this show. I have uh, heard things that maybe he was found hanging. Um, she's dead or the, the the body that was found supposedly was hers. Um, other things that have come out is like 70 or 741 missing indigenous girls in the same area that her body was found. I think another body of a male was found in the last like 24 hours in the area. Um yeah, it's just a messy little case and it's weird that the media is talking about it when everything else that's happening in the news, um, like Maricopa County elections coming out Friday. Uh, there's the, you know, the art of war, like uh, you don't really fight the battle until it's won. And it's said that even though we're getting the official report on Friday, that this already went into the courts and everything with most of the proof that that was needed to file uh, May 21st. Uh, Rachel Maddow is starting to panic. You can see the mainstream media not really knowing how to, uh, what they're going to say about this one. It's big enough and it's in more than one county. It's going on in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia. And I believe that the way this whole thing works is we don't just attack from the front. 
we don't just attack from the back. At the same time that both these things are going to happen, all the maids and all the serfs and all the help that you thought was loyal to you for the last 20 years, they're all going to pull their sheets off and they're going to have their armor underneath and their sword. And that's kind of where I think we're at. Like in the front, we have the Maricopa elections coming in. In the back, the Epstein, Hollywood, Ghislaine thing is starting to heat up again, like a big wave about to overtake the castle. And why all of the king's evil guard surround the castle and they think they have all sides covered. We're about to rip off all of our fucking surf gear from inside and slay them from it within. That's really what I believe is going to happen. It's going to be an information overload that the news isn't going to know how to cover all their bases. Um, they're going to be chasing their own tails, but everywhere they chase their tails going to be a circle right back around to like, if you talk about election fraud, it's going to bring up Joe Biden. If you're going to bring up Joe Biden, it's going to bring up Hunter's laptop. If it brings up Hunter's laptop, it's going to bring up weird Ukraine, China shit. That's going to eventually lead into weird Hollywood shit, which also will lead into Lady Gaga shit, which will also lead into Marina Abramovich shit, which will also lead into the Epstein Island of it all shit, which will also go, at, go back to Bill Gates. And then you end up at Bill Gates again and then you end up at the Dr. Fauci shit and then you end up at the coronavirus of it all shit then you end up at the agenda to agenda 201 and then at the agenda 201 you're like whoa how long is this happening and then you get into the 9-9 of it all and then or 7-7 of it all and the 9-11 of it all and all these false flags that have gone down and then the Vegas shooting starts to unravel and then they're like what if this is real and then will we get to find out about Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing I don't know but I do believe um, rather than you find out about all of that, all at one time, their panic button is going to be a false flag. And I don't want to scare anyone. Maybe their false flags blue beam. Maybe it's finally the aliens we've all been begging for because life sucks so bad. Will you just send us these aliens? We're wishing for it now. <sighs> that was their hope. Their hope is that they can make life so bad for us that the only people we want to be around are all inside the black mirrors. And then maybe I'll just take this cord and plug it into my neck and press download. And then I'm Walt Disney. I download my consciousness into the I'm ready player one. I don't know. Maybe that's the argument right now is that we are in fact ready player one inside it, this would be the most boring video game this would be the idea in my life that this would be my video game and that I've actually sat inside my video game at a different time in my life and played sims the most boring video game on the fucking planet literally the most boring video game on the fucking planet I sat inside my boring fucking life and played that boring video game that would just, I can picture like if there were a God, like just like his hand in his face, like what? But I gave her like the Garden of Eden and tigers and waterfalls and shit. And she's playing The Sims. <laughs> oh, I don't judge me. I know half of you out there are like, holy shit, I did that shit too. And I totally judge myself when I was doing it. It's almost worse than masturbating. Like you might as well masturbate. 
do sex magic and masturbate, put some good intentions out to the world. You should fap your face off over playing Sims or video games. <laughs> At least there's intentions going somewhere. Maybe some would call it self-care. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, I heard a term yesterday that I really loved and I've been trying to put like words around this for a while. Um, I know a lot of you out there see angel numbers, uh, one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. Um, if you're a my Maria seven, seven, seven person, you might be on the 4774 train of it all. Uh, that's a cool part of the synchronicity. And when it happens to you all the time, I think I've been Bianca actually, um, Earth Angel Reiki said this in her live yesterday. She said that that's frequency riding, like you're on the frequency and you're seeing it and the higher frequency, like those numbers and everything come to you more and more. My um, thing that was kind of like a little daunting to me about it was um, there's more. You have to go past that. It, that is the frequency writing. Yes, you are on a higher frequency. Yes, the vibes are all coming in. The clarity is there. Your intentions and the magic and your control of everything is all coming to you. But now there's more. And not to disregard the angel numbers at all. But now just realize that's just you writing your frequency. That's your new normal. So you don't have to be as surprised or stunned or uh, blown away by it, I would say start attaching ideas and people and things and words to those numbers and those things. Yeah, you can Google it. Yeah, you can look them all up if you need to. But I think your magic specific to you and I think you need to start attaching things to them. What did they remind you of when you saw a red cardinal? What did you think of when you looked at the moon just now? Are you supposed to call a person? Are you supposed to write something down? Are you supposed to dance? I don't know, but I know you know, and I think you need to start attaching things to the synchronicities instead of just riding the frequency. Like go bigger, go bigger. We're here to change the world. So, um, yeah, I think you should try it. Uh, also in that live, uh, yesterday with Binks, um, she was talking about spirit guides some, and I had a reading uh, with the primordial beast, which is uh, the primal beast, primordial. <laughs> is it? No, it's total. It's kind of the same, kind of different. Caleb, um, the primal beast official, and uh, I had a reading with him on a show that I'm going to release like this week or next week, um, and something else he and I talk about or that he's taught me about is servitors and servitors are something in magic that you can kind of create. And they're a being that sits with you for a certain amount of time for a specific thing. And you can call on them um, and then let them go all based on kind of how, how you create them. It's a huge idea. I mean, you can pick food they eat, what they look like, the more detailed and more to life you bring them, uh, the more powerful and precise maybe they become. But I was philosophizing with him after uh, Bianca was talking about what we know about spirit guides and this kind of idea um, of could one man's spirit guide just be another man's servitor? 
And if time and space don't matter, could your spirit guide now be a servitor that a different you sent to yourself? And that is a crazy philosophy. I kind of hope it ties your brain up like it did mine a little bit. I hope it's one of those weird things that you <laughs> think about while driving later or something. Uh, so yeah, like one man's servitor is another man's spirit guide or maybe one lifetime servitor is one lifetime spirit guide. And then we were also talking about, will you be a spirit guide one day? Is that this whole goal is that you're eventually working into your own form of angel? And then if it's like this forever form of angel that you're going to be here to help humanity, is that an idea of a vampire that you just live forever? And then could vampires just be like angels that went awry? <laughs> like they were angels that got fucking bored. Okay, that can be a different philosophy for a different day. Um, I told you about my reading with Caleb, which was really amazing. And um, I, yeah, I'll talk more about it when I release the show, but he has voice and he's just very calming, nurturing, chill dude. And uh, yeah, I like him a lot. <clears throat> okay, what else? Uh, 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 Scott Peterson, Adam Walsh. I won't talk about those things right now. Like I have such weird notes, you guys. Um, okay. I was thinking about the word knowledge, no ledge, no ledge. Like the idea to maybe actually, quote unquote, have the knowledge of something is maybe the idea of realizing it has no boundaries. Is this a heady thought? This is a total stoner thought. Anyways, that's for you guys to chew on. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, maybe it's good. I didn't go on. I see as part of my notes is the justice for J six insurrection, um, blah, blah, blah of it all. Um, yeah, that didn't go down. I think I said it enough though on other shows that we were never planning on going to DC and that was the mainstream media, um, trying to probably create something. Uh, they tried to astroturf, um, our, grassroots in a way. So I really don't have to go into it. I was actually really impressed with how smart uh, the normal people were in the capitals they did show up to and the capitals they didn't show up to. So um, kudos out there to all of you for paying attention and not being dildos to go to DC where the news and the FBI were waiting for you in their baby gap clothes. Um, let's see, here's a heady idea and I totally know it might be, uh, let's see, I want to give credit to this may be an idea more of, I wanted to say Tataria, but I actually think it's, um, the fake trees or there's no real trees on flat earth or something, people. It's like a whole different school of thought, I think. But it's like the super fauna idea. And that, you know, the Devil's Tower used to be 
a big tree, kind of. And I, I, I kind of briefly go into this sometimes, I think, with people. But I kind of love the idea. I, it just makes sense to me that we would pull something out of the earth, like this quote-unquote super coal. And we would take this special thing and we would plug it into a machine that we built. And that machine would pump out tons of carbon dioxide into the air and the trees would be like, yeah, we love that. And then it would feed them and they would get bigger. And like, maybe that was happening everywhere. Maybe the pyramids were that. Maybe all the pyramids were that. Maybe we weren't throwing anything into them, but maybe steam was actually coming out of them to like fill the super fauna. And as the fauna got bigger, it gave us more oxygen. So maybe we got bigger and some of our animals did too. And um, maybe that's the real reason that they want all of these weird mirrors all over everything like oh look the sun feeds you and the sun gives you all this and put your these mirrors all over your land to like I don't know if you live in Florida or Germany or any one of these places that is really getting taken over by these solar fields that if you lived in the west coast you know 20 years ago it was all the wind fields taking over everything and windmills are a big waste of money um but anyways, yeah, I was just wondering this idea of coal and I know it's kind of demonized and maybe it shouldn't be demonized because we seem to demonize all the wrong shit. Just a school of thought. I know some of you um, will know tons more about that than me. And I want to say I, it's like I almost even think that idea is like plasma theory, um, like plasma apocalypse theory. Um and I do know there's some cool shows on or channels on YouTube that I used to check out all the time on plasma theory, plasma universe or something. I don't know. One of you guys send it to me. You're so rad. Um, power plants, coal. Oh, another weird idea that I ha was thinking about is we talk about harp and weather manipulation. What if it isn't from above at all? What if they're controlling the weather from the railroad lines? Like we have this precious metal laid all over all of our countries. And I mean, at least in America, I think we were told that indentured servitude of China laid our railroad lines all through our country. And I'm like, hmm, that's the long game <laughs> of where we're at now. And then I'm like, okay, if I were to plan a war, like a silent war, I'm the head of China. And I come into America and I'm like, oh, we're going to lay railroad lines in their country and we're going to set up like boot camps all over their country. And you'd be like, General Cheney, we can't set boot camps all up all over their country. They'll notice we look so different than them. Like they'll see it. And I'm like, oh, I've thought this out. We're going to tell them that Japanese Americans are mildly dangerous and that they should put them in internment camps. And then we're going to go blend in amongst them because they're so racist and they think we all look alike that they won't even notice that we're blended in amongst all the Japanese. Oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. So I even think things like Area 51 um, are just excuses made for technology. I know everybody really, really, really wants to believe in aliens. And the whole excuse I always hear about with the aliens is, well, how you have to believe there's something else out there. Look how much is out there. 
well, I don't know what else is out there. I have to believe in a whole bunch of cartoons to fucking believe something else is out there. So yeah, I, I can't right now. It's not because I'm ignorant. It's not because I haven't looked into it. I was a kid who grew up wanting to go to space, maybe more than anything else for most of my life. But I just, you know, I have to believe in uh, so much kooky cockiness to get to the idea of that thing. I can no longer believe in those things. It's like I have to believe in so many layers of bullshit to get to like black holes that I can't believe in a black hole. It's not because um, I haven't researched a black hole. <laughs> and I think that's the whole uh, misnomer. And it's kind of one of the crazy things to me about the smarter of the people I know that would call themselves like the, you know, the, the anarchist and atheists of it all, the, the boys in black. Um, they uh, poo poo a lot of, uh, you know, religious ideas or uh, red pill ideas or faith driven ideas or uh, order kind of ideas. They poo poo it. Um, but they'll still talk about these ideas in science that they have to believe all these layers of bullshit to get to. And um, with that same arrogance kind of look down on certain people uh, who with like, <laughs> Well, let me tell you the real way it is. It's just like this, I don't know. There seems to be this huge amount of arrogance that still exists a little in our truth world. And um, I see a lot of still cement shoes um, involved in it. And I uh, try not to get really goic with how long I've looked up stuff or how long I've been doing stuff or what I do know about. And I see a lot of people that really, no joke, they learned everything they know about everything since 2018. Like they really just woke up in the last like less than a thousand days and they have this like idea that they have this full concept of things but I can already hear these words that they're using that I remember using those words too like over a decade ago I remember thinking I had all the keys over a decade ago and so sometimes I in uh, being like uh, maybe play Katie myself to other people and like patting them on the head a little bit and like wanting them to feel good and assisting their ideas. I like start buying this rhetoric that, um, I like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I start buying my own shit and, and, and another way it's like, um, I do it with the mask thing too. I, was like a fucking rebel. I was like an American on a horse, like Paul Revere with yellow flags and snakes all, all around me. Like, don't tread on me, motherfuckers, last year. And I would have rode over anyone with their stupid opinions and their uh, pussy. They're just their pussy pussiness of letting their country go, letting their family go, just fucking tying a diaper around their fucking face every day and going to vote. You're going to tie a fucking mask on your face and go to fucking vote, you fucking 
fucking coward. Like, dude, it would set me fucking off. And so somewhere I got so fucking mad, so fucking mad, I broke. And then I got this huge soft spot empathy for all these other people that I knew, this whole other side of like, fuck, man, the mom doesn't want to fight today. She just wants to walk into the store and get formula for her baby. The dad doesn't want to fight today. He just wants to go in and get toilet paper and pencils so that his kid can go to school tomorrow and wipe their ass. Like I started to have this big soft spot for screaming at you guys and um, maybe a lack of empathy. And somewhere in doing that, I forgot that Nah, bitch. I've stood alone in many a stores. I've cried in many a cars alone. I've had to pump myself the fuck up to walk through places, but still not once did I ever put on a mask. I had to walk away from my comfy, cozy fucking job. Cozy fucking job and cozy fucking existence to stand in my fucking truth. And so somewhere I feel like I became an enabler somewhere I uh, maybe um, in enabling all of you guys I fucking uh, forgot how big my muscles had become and that I was still walking through fucking stores maskless and that I was still standing in my truth and that I was still opening my big fat fucking mouth even if I it ended up I ended up in an or meant I ended up in an internment camp. Um, and so part of me wants to be done with placating you guys. <laughs> I want to be done with acting like posting a meme is enough. I want to be done with acting like researching the paper is enough. I want to be done with acting like you sitting in your car for one whole hour or driving to three different stores because you get turned away or getting your shit together to get out of the place that is already lost. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Is it tough love time? <sighs> I know I should stop beating myself up. I do know that. I do know where I stand. I do know the hill that I'm ready to die on. And uh, I think some of you out there feel the exact same way I do. And others of you out there feel the exact same way I do. But you're going to be a fucking coward behind your mask. And you're going to sit in the fucking chair. And you're going to roll up the fucking sleeve. And you're going to take the needle. And then what's even worse is you're going to put the, your kid in the fucking chair. And you're going to roll up their fucking sleeve. And you're going to let them take the needle. And deep, deep, deep down, you know that fucking needle is poison. You know it's death. You know it's demon. It's the devil. But you're going to do it so you can get on an airplane and you can get back to normal. So if you're that fucking coward, I am talking directly to you. And I blame you that we're still here. And I blame you because you know the real truth. You have all the facts. And you're still playing along. Yeah, I'm losing patience with those cowards. And I think that is far different from the people that no matter what, no matter what, what, they're going to lose everything to stand in their truth. They're going to be pulled out into the streets. They're going to be taken away from their kids. 
they're going to be separated and who knows, who knows what will happen. But I know some people are totally prepared for that reality and will stand in their truth till the end. So if you are one of those people that considers yourself to be a bastion of truth and that you're willing to, I don't know, be thrown in a pit, a volcano in the name of your God. If you are one of those people that considers yourself that, how in the fuck can you put a mask on still to go into the goddamn grocery store? How in the fuck can you sit with that fucking mask on? Maybe you're listening to me now with a fucking mask on, looking around at the communist company that you call a job. How in the fuck can you still be there? Because you have fear you're not going to be able to feed your family? Okay. Yeah. I have fear of that. I had fear of that 700 days ago. But we are still here. So, um, yeah, I guess I won't continue with that anymore. Uh, uh, um, do I want to talk about Meg the Stallion? Do I want to talk about Bad Bunny? I do think Meg the Stallion looks just like Jennifer Hudson from uh, American Idol. Uh, template, that's what human vibrations would call him. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, I wrote him down because I just think he's an example. Like everybody should look up the real Machine Gun Kelly because he's the Elon Musk Tesla in the name up. Um, he's the, the Disney movie Frozen so that if you put in Disney Frozen, it doesn't pull up Walt Disney cryogenetically frozen. It pulls up the movie Disney Frozen because uh, I'm old enough to remember when Walt Disney froze himself so he could be brought back to life. <laughs> yeah, that's real fucking life, you guys. If you think that's crazy conspiracy theory, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Madonna I have written on here. What do I have to fucking say about the demon known as Madonna? I don't know. Maybe I should talk about Madonna for a little bit. I, I I get to this place sometimes with these certain music that we all grew up with, this certain like fun time stuff. And, you know, the more we know about them now, we're like, this person is a demon. <laughs> like, look at Madonna. What is happening? She's a 70 year old grandmother and she has like Kim Kardashian ass surgery. This is fucked. Um, I hate stock the celebrities. You guys know that. And so I was thinking back to like lucky star and cherish, cherish and open your heart, which open your heart is like the creepiest video. Now looking back at it, it's like, is that a small child looking at Madonna um, do a sex show naked? Okay. Um, nope. It's even worse than that, Chaney. It's like they're somehow attached and the little boy is doing the same dance she's doing. Extra creeps. Um, yeah, but there is some part of like Madonna in general with all of us and Michael Jackson and Prince and, you know, fuck, even Meg the Stallion and Cardi B and Britney Spears and these like this pop music, this narrative push, but some of it's fun. And sometimes I think some of those songs and some of those things, um, the person you were then and maybe the innocence you had then, it's okay to remember that too. And we can kill all of our idols. 
but we can still enjoy their art. And um, maybe some of their art will fall away. And maybe the more we learn about the symbologies, a lot of it will become disgusting. Uh, But some of it will always be fun. And some of it will always remind us of um, different rad parts of our country's history. And, you know, if you were to paint like an American flag of our entire grow up pop culture life, Madonna would be one of the stars on that flag, one of the 50 stars. And uh, there's just something so wrong, but so right about Madonna. And I think all of us, depending on what generation you got Madonna, you got a little bit of that spirit. And so I do think there's ways we can maybe use that for good, transmute that energy. Um, I mean, really, she took the name Madonna and transmuted it to what she did. Um, So I think we can maybe change it back and steal her music and steal that vibe and maybe keep it for ourselves a little with all of whatever used to be fun for us. Because um, the more you learn in whatever direction you head in, this field of conspiracy or spirituality, the more uh, all the rituals that are being done to you and all the stuff you used to think were fun kind of become polluted. And so I do think it is important that there is some kind of sacredness around the vibe and emotion of certain things over uh, maybe the messenger of those things, if any of that made sense. I don't know why Madonna made me think about it. Yeah, I've had, uh, I've seen Madonna in concert. I guess that was one of the good ones. I would, now looking back, I would have rather it been Prince or Tom Petty than fucking Madonna, but here we are. I'm going to hit my E-pen and um, look at my notes for a second. And then let's see what else I'm going to talk about. You guys can time it. How long I take a drag. <laughs> Okay, you guys, what the fuck with Brittany Murphy? I will always go back to Brittany Murphy. Look into Brittany Murphy, look into Brittany Murphy, look into Brittany Murphy, her and her man. We're doing a 9-11 documentary. She died of fucking shit that just reminds me of coronavirus symptoms now looking back. And Britney Spears lived in her house. There's just the weird Brittany Murphy rabbit hole I have written down. And while I was hitting my pot pen, I felt it important. So there you go. I mean, my, <laughs> uh, my uh, not pot pen. Just kidding, officer. Anyways, uh, da, 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 da. other weird happenings, the National Guard driving school buses. That's crazy. Why is that happening? Why are we having a hard time? Uh, getting kids places and that we need to call in the National Guard. Odd. Uh, There was the Senate hearing for the Olympic gymnasts last week, and that was pretty awesome to watch. It was a pretty big piece of the puzzle for me because stage parents and uh, 
youth athletic programs and if we talk about human and child trafficking and this kind of nefarious shit going on, this is one of the number one culprits of how that's happening. Because if you're a parent that is willing to kind of sell your kid's soul for fame, riches, um, what have you, whether that's athletics or singing or dancing, uh, it's almost like the predators know that. And so if you could set up a school or become a doctor or become a coach or become a manager or an agent of any one of these things, it almost gives you like an inside into really ruining a whole bunch of people's lives. And uh, hearing these girls talk about what happened to them when they were 10 and 12 years old, and they were left by adults knowingly that they were being left with a predator. And that kind of, it's more than perverse when you're an adult that when you're an adult that's playing along, it's worse in a weird way. It's, uh, I don't know what, what part of your soul you have to cut off to do that. And I don't know if you get that part of your soul back. Um, that's not, I guess for me to judge, but I'm totally going to judge it. You're a shit bag parent. If you're a stage parent, if you're out there and you're pushing your kid, I don't care if it's to play soccer or to sing on American Idol. If you are pushing your kid in some way that has to fill your fucking void, um, then you're eventually part of the problem of your kid getting diddled by one of these people because you will turn a blind eye because everything's a career step for your six-year-old, isn't it? And um, so, yeah, to really hear these girls go into it and be so brave and so honest and so real and feel so safe to say these things for maybe the first time and some of them over a decade, it really made me believe that we were in a different world right now. It made me believe that in the world that existed a couple of years ago, if one of these girls would have said something, they would have killed themselves. They would have been quieted. But they weren't quieted. They were given a microphone and a podium and a Senate floor. And uh, it mattered to me. It feels like things are changing. And it doesn't feel like it's all happening at once, but it fucking couldn't. Some of you out there, regardless of whenever you really considered like you quote unquote woke up to like the reality of the world that we're in. If you didn't lose your mind, you had a good support system around you. And if you did lose your mind and you kind of came back and you're in this place now of holy fucking shit, I lost my mind. Um, welcome back. <laughs> um, but I just think the amount of real tangible information that's going to be coming down the pipe is going to be painful for a lot of people to hear. And I think a lot of people, their bias because of what they've been involved in, whether it's vaccinating their child or sending their kid knowingly to the coach that everybody knows is creepy. Um, 
it's all the same things. It's all the same little ways that you're like allowing a marble of your soul to be like handed away. A little marble of your free will to be used for something that you don't know. And then to be a person in this world that you're responsible for a child and you're giving their marbles away to and putting trauma marbles in their bag. It's a lot of responsibility. Sometimes I think that's why I don't have kids because I like saw the massive amount of responsibility that it was to have a child. And I was like, holy shit, I am not ready for that. I don't know if I ever will be. And uh, sometimes I'm really fucking grateful that I don't have to have this fear of the fucking state coming into my fucking home and taking my kid because I don't want to stick a fucking like experimental drug into them. That is kooky to me. So yeah, Simone Biles, Larry Nasser, Olympic gymnast team. <sighs> All things seem like one thing to me. All roads lead back to the same road. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, you know, I was studying my map the other day. I was looking at the wall and studying my map and latitude and longitude. And everyone always talks about like, Cheney, do you know the 33rd parallel? Cheney, what about this? Like, do you look at the, look at where these cross? And I was staring at this map like, what? <laughs> What if this is true? What of this is true? What of this map that I'm staring at is fucking true? Do I have to believe Google? Do I have to believe Columbus? Do I have to believe... Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Who do I have to believe to believe this map is true? And then if I like just take the land masses and names of the land masses and the shape of all this, let's say I, I like have to accept that that's true. Now I have to accept that all these lines are true and that all the lines going this way are true and that this point up here is true and this point down here is true. And I don't know. It's just very bizarre. The amount of like back to the science, the amount of layers of bullshit of fake truths we have to accept to get to black holes. <laughs> That's where I'm like, you know, I was just thinking about, um, I was actually thinking about Cuba and Afghanistan and like these two places that always kind of seem to come up at the same time in the news. Um, we don't really know a lot, real lot about them as far as the real world's concerned. They seem to be two places cut off from the rest of the world and they just seem very both mountainous and weird and tunnely. And so I was just staring at the map like, I wonder if these two places are connected underneath. And I was like, I wonder if they're on the same parallel. I wonder who conquered them. I wondered who, pff, look how much fucking, where, I don't even know what's real anymore. I don't even know where what to look up. I don't even know. Um, so I think a lot of the shit, whether you're meditating, praying, reading just the Bible, reading every single book by Manly P. Hall, just looking at Gematria, just Googling everything, you know, only using DuckDuckGo, only just, you know, walking through the forest until a certain color leaf hits you in the face. Whatever it may be, no matter the crazy kookiness of the amount of information coming at us, somewhere you have to use your intuition. You have to use your tools of discernment. And I know there's like this 
one rule of thought out there. It's very black-pilled. Trust no one. You can only trust yourself. And yeah, bitch, you can't even trust yourself. You fail you probably more than anybody else that has ever failed you, one. Two, I sure as shit know you fail other motherfuckers, so you would be all offended if I said no one should trust you, bitch. You'd be like, what? Everyone could trust me. No, they can't trust you either. You fucking fallen short too. So how about you can trust people and then sometimes forgive them when they fall short? How about that idea? Because we all need other people. You can, yeah, you can run into the woods. You can flee from the British and escape and be the lone native that makes it alone in the woods. But uh, then what? Are you then what? You're going to build the fucking perfect little Eden for yourself, the best little village in the world, and it's just going to be you. And you and the deer are going to live out your days throwing rocks into the stream. Okay. Maybe that's your dream existence. That's not mine. That's not mine. I um, want more than just me to be happy. I want more than just me to be safe. Uh, I don't know how that works yet. But I won't run. I will also fight, though. For you to have the chance to run... And maybe somebody else will find you by your stream one day and you'll fall in love and you'll have a baby and maybe some other people will show up with their baby and your babies will fall in love and those babies will have babies. And one day, 3,000 years, all your babies, babies, babies will be an army big enough to take on this evil power structure again. Or you can stand with me and fight today. And you can stop running into the woods and you can stop being scared of them making you walk the plank or burn at the stake or hang in the noose. And you can stop being scared of the color of the skin or who someone's having sex with or what clothes they're wearing or what flag they're flying. And just realize somewhere deep in that intuition, we're all more alike than we're different. And we're all here to take care of each other and we all mostly want to do the right thing by each other. And we're all deservant of trust somewhere. I'm not even going to clarify that with saying, not all motherfuckers, but you guys know. You guys know. <laughs> I don't know, though. I think we fight now. I think we fight together. I think we fight in the way that our intuition is telling us to. It's not going to be always with a gun and it's not always going to be with magic and it's not always going to be with words and it's not always going to be with the pen. Maybe sometimes it's with hugs and maybe it's sometimes with laughter and maybe it's with sometimes being silly and breaking rules and staying up all night. I don't know. All right. I think... I should just be done. And I think that um, I'll just leave it here. And I love you guys. And uh, you can find me at Cheney in Wonderland. And you can find me at projectcheney.com. And you can find me at Project Cheney and Weakneck Baby on Twitter. 
And uh, yeah, you can find me on a couple other shows by putting in C-H-A-N-E-Y. If you feel like um, helping out with my uh, non-cheap hobby of talking to you guys, um, you can find me at Project Cheney on Cash App. And um, for everyone that's been asking, I will have my P.O. box soon. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what you guys are up to. Um, <laughs> and uh, I love that you're all out there. I know that there's other people in your guys' life that are loving that you're out there too. And uh, yeah, here we are still together, still holding lines. We should all hold our lines like parallel and then somebody should run across our lines like a guitar. <laughs> I don't know. We need to get harmonic or something. All right, I'm done. I love you. Bye-bye. So she has been Chaney and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts. <laughs>